Potterade. All right, that's enough of that. So I don't uh, like this mage. I want to end him. Uh, yep. So we come back to uh, conclude this fight one way or another. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Uh, Brother Knight Raekwon has been felled by Orzok's blade. Uh, Harbeck was uh, nearly incinerated in one hit by a level three fireball from the mage, which also unfortunately killed the bloodied and heavily damaged. He's not making death saves, Gary. Well, he's <laughs> he he's is it, he all right? <laughs> do you check Gary? his pulse? I just look Gary? over and I go, Gary. Gary, he's like, mom, mother. You go to check his pulse, and like, there's just like an occasional spurt of blood. So he's still bleeding. That's good. You literally check his pulse by touching his heart to see if yeah. it's beating in the open cavity. Oh, shit. Well, I want to channel divinity and use my preserve life ability to heal five times my level, uh, and I can choose every one and divide it up within 30 feet. Nice. Uh, so... The only thing with that is that you are like a turn away, so you'll just have to go up to where Ornella and Orzok and the mage are. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sucks, because I exploded. Right. You exploded. You exploded. So, um, So yeah, I try and like, I well, get myself up. I think he's up. first in... Yes, he is. Order, you are so. top of the turn order. Right. So yeah, I pick myself up, and I, I start crawling over back to the, the group so I can heal. Um, and you're able to do that in one turn, so you can go over there and heal. Them. I was just saying that oh, I can't? Okay. you have to take the movement action to get over there. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 I do that then. Okay. And that's 25 healing points to divide, and I cannot heal above half the max of anyone's HP. Uh, so yeah, so... Goes you can... without saying I heal myself first. <laughs> yeah, maybe you do you. Um... And so from 2 back up to 11 takes 9. I have 16 points left to give. Okay. How are you doing? Um, if I get, let's see here, 20, if I take 9 of that, that'll get me to half. Okay, then you take 9, and then that leaves 7 for you. I have taken no damage, so... Well, then, <laughs> I sprinkle it onto Gary. <laughs> like a rib grows? Yeah. <laughs> exposed rib just grows back? Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Pro grow? You know, I'm, I'm rounding down. Could I round up to half my max HP, or should I round down? I'm not uh, sure what the round I don't think we've was. established, uh, I think just in general, let's just say uh, round up. Nope. And that's for everything. Okay. So I'm at 12. And then I, like, I shout to the mage and, like, we're going to kill you. <laughs> and he he just is, like, laugh. he's just laughing yeah. at this point. He's I didn't expect anything to get through, but I just... Thought maybe he could hear that at least. He's just incoherently babbling. It's, it feels good just to say what you're going to do. Yeah. yeah. Ornella, your turn. Inca people. <laughs> so all that's left is us and the mage. Yep. And you have advantage to attack him because you've got a hoss on under you. Yeah, I'm on a hoss. I'm on a. I'm on a hoss. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Paul, I'm on a hoss. Okay. <laughs> So, how long has it been since 
like, is he still in fire blowing up Harbeck? Yeah, position? like that That had just happened. Just happened. Yep. I and just... then Harbeck was crawling forward, cast his healing spell. Um, so he's he's maybe like now moving his hands in preparation for casting another spell. Okay, I want to try to get up behind him and like get just... right in his belly from behind. Just do all the killing. Yeah. Do it. Roll an yeah. attack at advantage. You're mounted. I feel it's feel like a big old attack coming on here. Come Six, on, 16. That's a hit. Hits. See if you get a crit. Or 14. Nope, but the 16 hits. Okay. You hit him. So. What are you hitting him with? Great um, axe. My great axe. People. 1d12 plus your My strength. great axe, like, where the axes, like, they're, like, the blades come in, there's, like, a little pointy bit on the top that's, like, decorative, but, like, that's what I, and then, like. Yeah, so you're just, like, riding past him to skewer him with this sharpened point of the, at the end of the great axe. <sighs> this is my damage. D12, yeah. Thanks, baby. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Five plus three is, is eight. eight. Nice. Okay. Eight damage. Demolish. Uh, he snarls at you and takes, uh, he's still not bloodied yet, but he's oh, getting man. close. Uh, next up we have <coughs> Rip Minotaur. That's uh, Loinbro. Uh, yeah, Loinbro. Or Zok. Ready to rock. I run over there and jump and then just swing down on top of his head. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, you know. Yeah. While I'm flying through the air, he might get an upskirt shot. <laughs> Does my extra D50 damage. It's charisma attack. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh I, I critted. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, so you roll double damage dice. Double damage. Oh, that's a, right. And you get a huge boner right as you go over top of him. So he Crits just gets do not full. affect magic. Uh, oh, they don't do magic? Do not affect magic That makes damage. sense. Uh, Boy, that would have been a wild race. He would have super exploded. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's sort of like... But the bonuses only apply to one set, right? That is correct. Oh. Oh, Holy my... Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> that was Yahtzee. a satanic hit. Oh. So, <laughs> what is your, so oh, for the 18. people at home... That's what so I rolled roll? a six... A six, a six, and a three. Fuck. And then I have plus two. Oh my god, I think you killed him. Plus <laughs> six. Okay, so there's four sixes and a three essentially happening to this guy. So that's 24, that's 27 points of damage. <clears throat> so, I, so I think we see Ornella yeah. like has ridden past and skewers him. And he turns, and you see he's gathering another fireball in his hand. And then... How do you kill him, Orzok? You're leaping at him. Yeah. So it's I'm kind of flying like you know like this. Just there's yeah. so much going on. So in, much, the, in in my mid range. So section. much blood on you. The crotchal just, region. It's just the crotchal region. There's a loin flapping. There's <laughs> there's everything. There's leather. There's moistness of blood. Yeah. And I'm flying, and it's like you know how when a good you see a good golfer take a golf swing. Yeah, yeah. And when they bring it. They've got that come it like almost like points downward mm-hmm. instead of like straight. Anyway, this thing is like I'm, I'm scratching my butt with my sword as I'm flying through the air. That's right. how back I am. Anyway, come down on this guy and it goes like 
it's like half of his face goes away, so it like comes in through top of his skull, but then it actually carries down, and his right arm is lopped off at the same time. Yeah, sweet. And then the sword like actually sticks into the ground. It's like, <laughs> like that. And the magic just fizzles in his hand, and he collapses under, like, his muscles just give way and just collapses to the ground. He farts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they, no, it's more like... <laughs> yeah, he's very loose now. Yeah, very loose stool. And just collapses to the ground, dead. Oh my goodness. Then I bring it up and I behead him. The rest of his head. Because <laughs> it's like, I can't, this guy can't be as dead enough. Yeah. Uh, free action now. You guys don't have to go in initiative order. <clears throat> I run over and I kind of help Harp. Harbeck is like kind of I don't know looks yeah. really worse for wear and I throw his arm uh, under. You've, you've like, like healed the damage, but you're yeah. still like probably physically weakened right. from I, just like I, I, pick, I actually kind of pick him up and run him over to kind of where the fire the I don't know what the state of the camp was. Yeah, like. the the tents have all burned to ash and yeah. uh, what of the gnomes? Uh, the gnomes have all huddled up uh, in a group together uh, behind a tree, and I think the. Uh, I'll well, go speak to them. Barry, like, pokes his head out and, and sees you approach Ornell, and he says, What? What happened? We took care of it. You don't need to worry anymore, but... Where's... Oh, my God. And you see he, uh, like, looks past you and sees the crumpled uh, pile of flesh that is was Gary the Minotaur, and he just covers his mouth... And I know. He, and he gets sick and throws up. And one of the other gnomes says, Barry, what's happening? And Barry says, No, just don't stay. Stay here. Oh, God. Our friend Gary risked his life to save yours. Okay? He. Oh, my God. Gary's. Barry's. Gary is dead. Gary. <laughs> What you get? like can't even speak anymore. He just like I lay you hangs up against head. a kind of like, there's a felled horse, and I kind of lean you up so you can kind of just sit there, yeah. but not like try to hold yourself up. Yeah, I'm like slumped over in my chest, and I just tears start coming out of Harbeck's eyes, collecting soot and ash from mm. his beard. Mm-hmm. I of course. I'm very different at the end of this fight. I start collecting all the valuable. I, I literally start grabbing things from dead body. I, it, I'm like in kind of like a, there's a prison mode to me that probably mm-hmm. hasn't been seen or they weren't there long enough, but it's like you take what you need, mm-hmm. you take what you win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that we don't have supplies. And I know that, so I don't, I don't grieve very much. Even if I, somebody died that I loved, I wouldn't probably grieve very much for them. Uh, you collect uh, 16 gold pieces from the bodies. Dang. Uh, and then as far as items go, we can address that uh, right. offline. But you just net like various... Right. Uh, if there's horses that are still wandering but they're not dead, I kind of get them and tie yeah, them yeah. You know, just, so I'm, then just, you go, I'm, like going, I'm like kind of like a maid. I'm, I'm organizing and cleaning up and all this stuff, and I don't know that... You know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. And Barry... Uh, pushes himself out and, uh, from behind the tree and wipes 
uh, the leftover vomit on his face away. Uh, and you see his eyes are red from tears. And he says, uh, <clears throat> where will we go now? Where do we go now? <laughs> oh, wow. You will come with us. <clears throat> you will come with us as far as the town of Jury. They weren't going that way. Gary was going to take us to the to the peaks, and now he's gone. If they come to the town, they're likely to run into trouble again. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I. It's it's, it's fine. Um, listen. Uh, I'll gather our things, and y- you all talk amongst yourselves then, and and we'll be ready to move wherever you want to take us. But I ask that you please take us somewhere. We can't stay here. Did you see this, old man? Did you see this coming? There's death in this country now. That's all I see. Stuff it. Yeah, the blind old gnome uh, says that. And Barry says, well, then enough of that now. Well, He looks to the other gnome and says, gather what you can from your tents that hasn't been destroyed and will gather your things. And then he turns very, like you can see some resolve has passed over uh, his face now. He's, he's, uh, he sternly, he looks at you, Ornell, and he says, I can't ask you to take us up to the, uh, to the peaks, but if you can at least get us to jury and, find us a guide or someone who can get us out of here. I would be <clears throat> extremely grateful. My, uh, we know uh, many merchants in the city that w- would be able to take you anywhere inland that you may want to go. But if you can at least find us, get us to jury safely, that would be most kind. We'll take you. You can come with us, and we will keep you safe until we get to jury. But if we run into trouble, we are protecting ourselves, and you are on your own. Yes, understood. We risked, we risked more than enough to come back and warn you, and to save you from what just happened. I understand. I will collect my things. He turns around and walks away. Towards the burning tents. That have now probably, like, the fires have burned out, and, like, maybe there's a few of them that are, like, partially standing and not just, like, crumpled piles of black ash. We cut over to, I guess, uh, Orzok. So you've, you've finished, like, collecting, like, remnants of the battle, useful things, trinkets. How many horses are still remaining that are usable? Um, I'd say there's four. There's four horses that have been left unmolested. And these, did they have a cart, or did they have anything? They were traveling on foot. The uh, gnomes and the and the Gary. Minotaur, yep. Okay. I look at uh, Ornell and I say, "We're we're really only about four, three days from where we came. The peaks are much beyond that. We could take them that direction three days and drop them off, but they're gonna die." I. Getting them to jury is going to make it difficult. It's going to be difficult enough now that we're we don't have the means to support this group of people. 
Then we let them follow us to jury. But they're on their own. They can camp where we camp, but like I said, if trouble comes along, they're on their own. They're merely following us on our trail. Very good. We've got four horses. There's some remaining supplies. <clears throat> Fine. Fine. I think we should rest. At least for a few hours before we keep going. Yeah, because it is uh, late, like late in the day. Like it is, uh, yeah, I said it was about evening, so the sun is starting to set. I um, need to rest. sky's <clears throat> getting dark. Perhaps the gnomes could provide watch. Sure. I'll, I'll talk to them. So, yeah, we cut over. Uh, I'll start digging a grave. Okay. Uh, Ornella, so you, uh, you are approached by the gnomes. They have uh, packs and, uh, and hemp sacks that look to be like either burned or damaged. A lot of it is uh, maybe they've taken like a bedroll and wrapped like twine around it to uh, carry whatever it is, personal effects they had. And uh, Barry approaches you and says, we're ready to go wherever it is you are going. My friends and I need to rest. We are going to camp here for a few hours before we take off. We need you to keep watch. Uh, uh Yes, um, we will. We can do that, right? And he turns and looks at the other gnomes, and they all just like quietly nod their heads, except the blind guy. <laughs> sure. Obvious. All right. Well, we've gathered, we've gathered supplies from the remains, and we'll take off uh, right before dawn. Uh, okay. Good. We will keep watch. Good. Uh, okay. And he turns and says, y- yes, uh, set up a perimeter. And, like, looks at you as if, like, is that what, is that what you say? Very well. Go on, then. Form a perimeter. Yeah. And, like, the other gnomes, except the blind one, like, kind of, like, walk out uh, with their packs, like, kind of on the periphery of the of the immediate area. <clears throat> All right, that's taken care of. So I spend an hour or so digging a large hole, and um, very respectfully take care of Gary's body, mm-hmm. um, removing any kind of things that look like actual family heirlooms or things like that, setting them aside. I drag his body into the hole and I put him in there and I cover him with dirt and I put the symbol... You know, Do you whatever. bury him with his weapon? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and then I uh, um, kind of, you know, I take uh, a burning coal from the thing and kind of do some flan- you know, just... Incense and there are things ritual that, it up. Things, yes, there are things happening that they probably wouldn't realize yeah. or wouldn't expect. And Harvick is there and, and is remembering his cleric funeral rites and is, is, is softly saying his prayer for Gary. He should have said earlier. And <clears throat> crying. And he's um, holding his holy symbol. Um, and 
as uh, Orzok is burying him, uh, I connect with my divinity again, like with the tree before, and I can feel the roots in the mycelium network begin to receive this new bounty of uh, the offering that will replenish the life in the forest. Cool. Um, I get turn to inspiration, oh. Orzok. I turn to Ornella and I say, he was a friend of yours. You might want to say a few words. And I walk away, and I actually, <laughs> what happens next is whatever, you know. But I grab a, the, the mage that I killed, and I take his body, and I lean him up against the tree, and I put his hands like this, and I nail him to the tree. <laughs> and I do the same thing. After I take the knight's armor off, I do the same thing. Nice. To him, and I leave him there. Nice. <clears throat> so uh, I think, uh, so are you, Harbeck, are you standing with Ornella, or is Ornella standing by herself at this point? I'm I'm by the grave. Okay, so yeah, it's it's uh, Ornella, it's you and Harbeck that are standing atop this large mound of freshly dug dirt. Um, it's it's getting to be late evening, and you can hear the sounds of a forest at night, and you hear the sounds of uh, crickets chirping and uh, uh, insects, and um, but otherwise, it's in, it feels intensely quiet. I think that a lot of people expect someone like me to know what to say all the time, but I don't know what to say. That's okay, too. And I think the uh, the scene it fades to black on this really quiet and sad scene of... Uh, like, uh, the camera is looking on, at the backs of Ornella and Harbeck as they stand there looking over it, and I think we see uh, Harbeck's, like, she's much shorter, but he just, like, puts his hand on the back of your leg, like, because he can't reach your back. Right. Doesn't want to touch your butt. And, uh... I mean, that's the time to do it, though. <laughs> and the camera just pulls back, and we get this wide shot of, um of you both at the gravesite, and we see, like, in the right of the frame, uh, we see uh, Orzok nailing this guy up to a tree, and then on the left side of the frame, we see the gnomes, like, pointing and, and talking amongst themselves and walking out into the... to, to secure a perimeter. And uh, slow fade to black... Um, the you can hear the echoing of the hammering as we go out from the canyon and it gets fainter and fainter. And I think the there's there's one more part I want to do in this episode. So the uh, d- day daybreak arrives and it's morning and uh, the you all wake up and you see the gnomes are like strapped and ready like they're in a single uh, single file line and Barry's at the head and Barry looks at you Ornella looks at you Harbeck and then looks at you Orzok and he says we're ready we await for your word good um are, are, are we ready to go shall we load up the horses yes we made you this and they hand you uh a little uh it's like this weird like oh what do they call it like um 
you take like bendable sticks and make it's not a wreath but they took like bendable sticks and made a little like uh, emblem and have a piece of uh, Gary's uh, uh, armor like in like tied into it and they hand it to hand it to you like a bracelet or like a... No, it's like a pendant almost. Like oh, okay. they took like bendable sticks and made like almost like a flat disc. Like a dream catcher? Yeah, sort of. And then just took this maybe it was like a steel link or a small piece of metal plate and tied it to this uh, flat disc. I I thank you. This was a beautiful way to honor him. Well, all right, um, the, my friends and I are going to take the lead. You know, give us, you know, and give us an hour, and then follow behind. They all look at each other nervously, but nod their heads and don't say anything. Nod their heads in agreement, I should say. When you'll run into us when we stop for the day, and that's where we—that's where we'll camp overnight. They nod their heads in agreement quietly. All right. We mount our horses and we head back the way we were heading. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the again we pass through and the rocky terrain gives way to flat, uh, really tall, thin pine forests, and eventually that starts to dissipate, and we actually start to enter uh, flat. Uh, not completely flat, but long sloping hills, like if you're out near, uh, not quite Nebraska, but I want to say like western Iowa. Sure. And uh, Near Ovid. Yeah. Oh, that's a great word. And you you see up ahead uh, a small town. There's probably a dozen, maybe close to two dozen buildings uh, smoke coming out from smoke from chimneys. Uh, you see that there's like some farms and uh, large plots of uh, tilled land. Uh, about oh, I don't know, like few hundred yards away from you at this point. You like maybe come out of these trees, and that's what you see uh, in the distance yeah. is this small town, which you would know that would be Gallo, which is the town where prisoners are sort of rounded up and uh, put in uh, carts and vehicles to be taken up to Morsank. I don't like that town. I don't either. I, I think we, we really need to stay away from that place. Yep. If anybody knows about us being gone, it'll be posted there. Exactly. That's where they would, <clears throat> that's where they would look first. The first town outside of, you know kind of like lick my finger and I put my hand up in the air the, the wind's coming from the what the south we should probably stay north of town uh, yeah so and, and it's like mostly f- uh, these like rolling hills around most of the, the not most of the pine forests are to your north now uh, what's in front of you are these rolling hills but it's not prairie it's not like we're in you know, we're still in a northern feeling territory. Um, it still should feel like rural Wyoming. Alaska, rural Canada. Okay. Yeah, Wyoming's, oh, Wyoming's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it kind of blends into a plain. Yes, absolutely. 
So direct, I'll actually, um, Bobek, you said that you can, you've been adventuring in the woods and whatnot, right? Right. I'd ask that you find a good camp north of this, north of this town. I'm going to wait behind for the, for the, for the wee ones. All right. Get them safely to the camp. We'll wait by the tree line. You can follow it there. I'll do the, I'll do a whistle of the bird. <laughs> Great whistle. <laughs> yes, I, I know that bird well. A warbler. Yes, a warbler. <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, Ornella and I will make camp and wait for you. So, uh, you can spend, you can roll a dice and try to find a camp, like, quickly, or you can take your time and find the perfect spot. If you take your time, it'll take you the rest of the day. If you roll for it, you could give yourself, like, more hours in the day to do stuff. I think we just... Yeah, we'll take our time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So know. yeah, you find a really good spot. It's where two hills. It creates like a natural valley um, on like again far off from the town, uh, and it's concealed by an outcropping of trees. So unless you happen to stumble upon it, you would not be able to find it. You couldn't see that this was there. Yeah. Well, this is perfect. Yeah. Let's. Um get things started. I'll get a fire going. Yes, that way uh, Orzok will know where to go. Or where to come back to with the with the youngins. Mm-hmm. So I scrounge about for materials, kindling, use sacred flame to light it. Yep. Since you took your time with this and I, I penalized you by having to take most of the day, yeah. like you, you just, you don't have to roll to find this stuff. Okay. You just, this stuff, you took your time, you found the right spot, you found the, uh, the needs... Uh, or what you guys needed. So you round up all that stuff. Uh, Orzok comes in with the uh, little ones a while later. Right? So what's funny is trying to let you know about his personality a little bit when he when they're approaching. You see, yeah, yeah. You see that all four of the gnomes are on the horse, and he's walking the horse. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, so you see, yeah, Orzok walk the horse into camp with the four uh, gnomes on. One of them sleeping five, five, right? with their back or against five, the yeah. other. Yeah, right. Because it's all, uh, Barry yeah. plus the four others. Yeah, they're Tucking. kind of, a couple of them are sleeping. One, you know, mm-hmm. Barry's up front trying to probably look, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, perfect. Yeah, he's very much trying to look like uh, he's helping Washington. in some way. You know, crossing the Potomac. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Little flag. Um, so, yeah, you get to the campsite. This is, like, this is in a perfect spot. Well done. Thank you. rest easy here. Uh, I yeah, had to look for a while. <laughs> and uh, even, a, even a cook fire would be concealed by the abundance of trees. Because, again, part of the problem with camping in these hills is that you uh, fire would be seen from a long ways off. This right. is this is a good spot. Um, the gnomes lay the sleepy gnomes, they wipe the sleep out of their eyes and, and you they need help dismounting like, from the horse. I, I, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. <laughs> Very gently handling these small people. <clears throat> it's amazing. And uh, they plop down on the ground and, and they begin like going up to the fire and like warming their hands by it because uh, it's again, it's north, so it's like chilly and they've been walking hard all day. Uh, they 
like pull their coats up close on themselves and rub their hands together by the fire. Uh, and they begin like smiling and whispering uh, to each other. A couple of them make jokes. Uh, and uh, one of them says, uh, oh, uh, Orzok, tell him, uh, tell Harbeck and Or Ornella about the uh, pile of shit you stepped in. <laughs> I thought we agreed the, a gentleman's agreement on uh, that. The two, uh, two of the gnomes just like they've been trying to stifle a laugh and just burst into <laughs> raucous, just belly laughs. Um, and the the blind gnome is just like staring out into space and says dryly. Orzok stepped in a pile of deer shit and fell. It was hilarious. <laughs> this is true. The not like, my proudest moment. <laughs> like the laughter, the smell of the campfire, uh, alleviates some of kind of the grim, uh, dour feelings. Um, and I think the evening ends and it fades to black on everyone sitting around the fire smiling and swapping stories about the day's travel. Unless anyone has anything specific they want to uh, address, we can get to... Uh, we can get to jury pending a couple things. So the next question is, we'll sort of set up these next travel segments as like fast travel so we don't have to role play every day it does take about two more days to travel down to get to jury um so we need to answer a couple questions so same tactic as before you guys march ahead for the day uh and then set up camp for the gnomes to meet you is that about i guess how are you handling that the rest of the journey i'm more inclined to uh <laughs> Make sure the gnomes are a little bit more incorporated into the party at this point. Mm -hmm. um, when I found them, they were not just too... just wheezing, like right, yeah, right, right. Sure, yeah, they've passed their first day's test of not fucking something up. Mm -hmm. They can travel with us now. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Uh, marching order for the rest of day's travel. Uh, who's pathfinding and like kind of navigating, uh, keeping you guys off of main roads? I can do that, or if you have that, I can do the survival thing. So, no, I think you should do that. Okay, so I'll go first, okay. and um, with uh, the intent of this is to find a decent path, but also not. So it, let me step back for a minute. We're, where we're going, are we going in a path where if we stay with the edge of the forest, we can still go in the same direction that we need to go? Or do we have to come out into the plains at some point? So here, I'll get this pulled up on my computer real quick. And I don't want to overcomplicate it, but the whole yep. idea is we're going to stay in cover as long as we can, especially around the city. Mm. Yes. I mean that. Yeah. And then once we're out in the open, we're out in the open if we have to be. Yep. Um, so if we look at this map, so Gallo is about at the oh, edge okay. of the forest, right. and okay. then it's just so these be... sloping, rolling hills about. And there's huge... like a main highway, or yeah, there's there is a main thoroughfare, and it's pretty heavily trafficked because this this whole region is built around uh, okay. gathering ore, putting it on these barges, and sending it to uh, the sending it inland, and then the. Uh, 
And then the things they're taking are prisoners from the war and sending them up from, to Morsan. Yeah, so the the highway is going to be traveled by people being shipped to Morsank as well. Yeah, so it'll be trafficked for sure. Definitely going to take our... I would say we're going to go along... We're going to come out of the forest and come down. We're going to kind of... The only highway we're going to bisect is the one that goes to Kiru. Right, so we'll stay on the east side yep. of Jury and hopefully yep. hit the harbor. There you go. Okay, perfect. So... Uh, so Orzok pathfinding, we've got a, a relative route that you can take. Um, who is going to be, so while Orzok is pathfinding and navigating, who is going to be on Overwatch, we'll call it? Someone who's watching for danger, approaching riders? So I think we're anchoring uh, both Ornella and Harbeck riding the same horse, and I'm sitting on the back and I'm facing backward. <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm still just a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> Notice that Harbeck and Ornella are riding on the same horse, even though we now have three horses. <laughs> we have four. The gnomes oh, we have, have horses. four horses. Right. Oh. So I the gnomes are all on one horse. Well, I mean, it would be tough. Like, it would make more sense to have them split in, like, a group of two and a group of three on yeah, a horse. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so I might have a... I'll have the, the bravest gnome Barry? on my horse, yes. Okay. Okay. But yeah, it yeah, makes sense anchor. that the two of you would be still sharing a horse at this point. Okay. It's not completely ridiculous. It's funny looking, but... Yeah, we're in I the... just don't like to drive. <laughs> All right, baby, I got you. Um, so you guys are on, like, basically Overwatch watching mm-hmm. for... Okay. Overwatch. All right, so Orza, can you make two survival rolls for me for both days? And then uh, make sure you split them up into here's my first day's okay, roll and a second sure. day's roll. First is not that great. Keep keep those rolls. Okay. And then uh, you, uh, Harbeck and Ornella, can you make uh, Harbeck? Can you make a perception roll for me? Yep. And or, excuse me, make two, one for each day. And then Ornella, I need you to make a. <clears throat> A, we'll just say a nature roll, or two nature rolls for both days, and then I'll get your rolls here in a second. Oh, perfect! This is going well. Uh, Orzak, what what were your two survival rolls for My day? First day was a ten. Should we do each of the rolls one day at a time? Uh, we'll, we'll do them all at once, and then we'll go through each day. Okay. So ten. you rolled a 10, and then what was the day two's roll? An 8. An 8, okay. Uh, yeah. Harbeck, uh, what was okay. your first roll? For first perception roll was a 5. Uh-huh. Uh, and then day two, I critically failed. <laughs> so I'm really sad, and I'm just bopping along and farting. <laughs> I'm not really looking. I'm mostly just like staring the at the ground. Could have been better off. Yeah, almost. <laughs> like probably. wandering lots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ornella. Oh, there it is. My nature rolls critically failed on the first day. Oh, <laughs> rolled so low. And then I got a fourteen on the Hey, day two. there you go. All right. <coughs> hey. Hey. All right. So. I mean, those are your rolls, and that's fine. And that's fine. Um, your roll. And that's fine. Got wow. him. You lose a million experience. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do like that. That adds a little flavor to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much ASMR. 
<laughs> is it Paul? Sorry, that's so annoying. I know something's coming, so I'm nervous. Oh, don't be. That's what he said last time, and you almost died, so... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> almost. So your sur- your almost. first survival road, yeah, roll is no of no penalty, doesn't hurt or help yeah. in any way. Um, day two's survival roll is a fail, so... Uh, you, it just takes you an extra day. Okay. You you won't get into like the area surrounding jury till about <clears throat> midday on the third day instead right. of right away. I just want to admit that I got us lost for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'm not paying from attention. The back so. horse. Like I think we should have taken a left. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we should have taken a left. <laughs> uh, okay, so Ornella never stop for directions. So your crit fail on the first day for the nature roll. Um, <laughs> So, uh, you guys have rations and food. The first, uh, in the first day, you're trotting along, and in the morning, you tied uh, the packs up to the horses, got everything secured, or at least you thought was secured. Uh, the rope you tied, or the knot you tied, was not sufficient to hold the pack of food, and the pack fell into a, like, mud... Uh, fell and dispersed all of this food all over the ground into the dirt and mud, uh, ruining about a half day's worth of rations. Uh, so everyone takes the uh, status effect of horny. No, I'm just kidding. Uh-oh. Sexy. Sexy. What are we going to yeah. do? <laughs> oh, no. I'm all muddied up with nowhere to go. Are we full health again since we rested? Yes. Yes, yes you would be at full health at this Sweet. point. Sweet. I'm still covered in ash. I haven't washed. I've still got Gary yeah, st- on me. You stink. Uh. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. I was in that show. What a yeah. fun show. Yeah. The Music Men. Yeah. Gary, Indiana. My mom loves that. Because <clears throat> it's about Ma- got Mason City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't have any mechanical differences, but just for lore purposes, the like you We're ruined a hungry. bunch of food and uh, now had to go out and hunt more to recoup that. That's loss. why we were slowed down. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was the first day in Harbeck. Your your first perception roll was a five. Um, part the reason that so many of the rations were destroyed because you didn't even notice that it had fallen yeah. until like. <laughs> Maybe you look and like a whole bag is missing off the side of the horse. <laughs> like, oh, that's a problem. Yep. The second day, though, so the second day that takes a little bit longer to find your way around. Um, well, nothing happens. Cool. So, what? Mm-hmm. We don't get attacked by mud crabs. <laughs> well, I've had enough crab preachers. Yeah, I'm out of crabs. <laughs> Fucking crab A whole lot of crabs. I am crab free, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Listeners. T- tune in for the Gatorade after show. <laughs> crab free.
free. Where we so talk about the STDs free. we don't have. <laughs> Somebody's oddly quiet. <laughs> and uh, uh, so at the dawn of the third day, <laughs> all of your rations have been stolen in the night. So you, uh, third day's ride to get to jury, you can choose to forego food and you will just be crabby and hangry when you get to jury, or you can spend the morning hunting and gathering and getting food. Um, you would arrive jury probably towards the evening, however. I say we just fucking get there. Yeah, let's get into town at night. Maybe the peppercock opened a new location. They franchised finally. Yeah, they finally. Peppercock was the first... The tavern. Wow. First it. tavern. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> there was a quick sidebar in our, like, Jason and I's 5th edition D&D game from back in the day. There was a brothel called the Pepper Steak that they torched <laughs> and burned <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So those people, like, reopened they got a new business and they were like well maybe we should go with a bar this time yeah <laughs> no one will burn that no down, burn that down. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, the old pepper steak <laughs> so do you guys choose to forage in the morning and enter the city in the evening or ride one for each yeah so it's up to orzok because the gnomes will just do whatever oh high or low we're going forward without eating okay we're going to be hangry at noon. <laughs> Status effect hangry. So you approach the city of Jury. Uh, the city is uh, walls of stone around that are uh, 12 feet high. I mean, it's not a, a huge city. There, there really are no huge cities except Alal. This is just a really big town. Um, stone walls, uh, expertly carved, though. Um, stands 12 feet up with... Ooh, can I make a, a, a stone uh, stone cunning? Yeah. <laughs> sure, do it. Ten. <laughs> I'm still sad. I'm like, yeah, stones are cool, I guess. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> and uh, so, you, so the first thing you see is you crest this hill and you look down and you, yeah, you see uh, this town that sits... We'll call it a city. You see Jury sitting on uh, the river shore. Uh, it's got docks that stick out into this river. And this river, the Grand Huron, is the one that runs east to west, goes all the way to to, to Alal and the Western Sea. Or, yeah, that would be the Western Sea. And uh, this river, the Grand Huron, is the... It's like the Mississippi, but even bigger. It's just an enormous, uh, enormously wide river. I have a question. Yep. In this world, yep. do boats that can travel upriver exist? Yes. Cool. Yep. They have, like, like uh, fancy paddle boats that would have, like, turned by people, but are able of traveling upriver. Well, that's sad, but that, okay, good to know. Yeah. Why is that sad? Just because, you know, I'm sure that's not, like, their dream job. Man to be in the belly of a shit paddling it. Yeah. I mean, you got... We could change this campaign yeah, yeah. to, like, a socialist dream We can't, we can't free everyone. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna, like, give... 
give to the no people. No horses the... shall die, and we shall free all boat people. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure they want to be there. All boat people. Boat people. And uh, salt, outside right? the but... city walls are is a sprawling in sprawling scene of tents and cook fires and camps. Most large towns will have people that live outside the city gates because it's expensive to live inside of the city because land is finite in there. Um, but this like sprawling uh, matrix of tents and ramshackle buildings built with not stone but wood and found materials uh, stretches like way far out from the city gates. Uh, this is there's way more people outside the city than you would expect of a, a town of this size. <clears throat> that wasn't like this four years ago. And for the record, you guys on your trip north to Morsang never stopped in Jury. You you have not been here. You on the other hand were probably sent upriver in a boat to process. Yep. <laughs> so this is. I don't... This is different. Um, I don't know what to make of this. People live outside the city walls all the time. Mm, maybe some farmers and some indentured servants and whatnot, but this is like uh, something different. These are the effects of a government at war. What do you think we should do then? Go around? Well, it might make it easier to find out what's going on inside... Because we can do business out here. But I need something that's not going to scream. Guy with tusks in his face, walking around in his loincloth. <laughs> I don't even have shoes, for God's sake. <laughs> Man, I was busted out of prison. Yeah, I know. I need some Nikes. Need some sweet kicks. Sweet kicks. So either we... I mean, I know how I'd get them, but... <clears throat> Right. So why are we here again? We can... friend? Well, yes. If Davery received the letter from from Lady Avon, then then he'll be waiting for us here. At question mark <laughs> where? Where? Just here? here. Just here. I thought I I thought I said in the like in the like in the city in the and I thought I said in the tavern, but maybe I. I mean, like, yeah, we can just well, just say okay. that that's what you... I mean, that's fine. Yeah. It's not a detail worth getting hung up on. Cool. Well, yeah. Okay. He's waiting for us in, in the city. You probably would have told him, since you'd never been in the city, but you would have told him, uh, we'll meet in the largest tavern in the city. Yeah. So that you don't know which one that is, but whatever it is, that's where he is. Yeah. Maybe some of these folks could tell us what the hell's going on. Sure, we can stop and talk to someone on the way in to the city. They might not even let us in. Doesn't look like they're letting anybody in, if you ask me. Well, I'm sure that they will let me in. I wouldn't. You want be to use so your sure. name? I, if it'll help. I don't think it would. <laughs> My goodness. <clears throat> I'm. The the gnome. You are a. Conf- I lean in, I kind of look at the gnomes. You are a convicted killer of... You committed regicide. 
Yeah, we did. That's a that. weird word to hear from a <laughs> yeah. guy living in the hills, by yeah. the way. <clears throat> like, wow. I, like, Harbeck's a little impressed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you were like, I, I captured on sight. Like what those gossipy uh, gnomes talked about. Our country's divided. Perhaps there are some people out there who are proud of what we did. Or what we uh, people are saying we did. One of the gnomes uh, pops his head and says, I have very good hearing, so I'm sorry for eavesdropping. I throw him a really dirty glance. I... There are... We have contacts within the various merchant guilds. If need be, we could get you into the city. Well, there we go. We have our answer. We also have a new opportunity. If these merchant guilds could perhaps supply us with a few vestments... Shoes, maybe. <laughs> Something to eat, maybe? Ah, yes. Uh, That's priority one. Take take us down. Uh, find a... Find a tent uh, draped of, draping a flag that has a... Uh, f- that has a, a flower in a fine vase. The colors should be green... And yellow. All right. And um, might they have a name? The guild. Uh, yes. Uh, it's Maces Vases Place. Not places. No. All right. Mace's Vases Place. <clears throat> That's the most ridiculous name I've ever made up off the top of my head ever. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to look for that... Mace's Vases Place. or whatever, you know. We're going to look for that tent. So, uh, taking your horses, you walk into this sprawling... Uh, this... Uh, we'll, this segment, this uh, camp, we'll call it, is a. It doesn't look like it was made in any like pattern or made with any semblance of organization. It just sort of organically sprawled, and the small avenues throughout this maze-like camp uh, don't follow any logical pattern. It's just sort of, however. When someone came and claimed a spot, set up a shop or whatever, built a small place for them to stay, uh, yeah, you, you, uh, it should feel as claustrophobic as walking through a market bazaar in, like, Kyrgyzstan or some uh, far-off country that sure. has, you know... Or, sure, like the farmer's market in Des Moines. Either <laughs> or. Yeah, you know, either one of those two things. Equally comparable. Um, but it's very densely packed. There's people, uh, and you notice it's a lot of uh, non-human races that are out here. It's a lot of gnomes, a lot of halflings, That's a good. lot of elves, a lot of uh, goliaths. So there's just a, a wide swath. Uh, non, No orcs, by the way. Um, but... All of the other races are represented uh, more prominently than humans are represented. And everyone roll perception for me. 
half plus two, so <laughs> brings me up to a five. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 20, 20 is what I've got. Cool. So Orzok, you you're leading the group on horseback, like wandering through these narrow streets. You occasionally have to like duck your head under some uh, like clotheslines that are draped in between uh, tents and small like shanty structures. Uh, and ducking your head under a clothesline, your head just naturally turns to get out of the way, and you see down an alley to your right a tabard that hangs. Uh, over the walkway of a flower uh, in a vase, and the tabard is green and yellow. Kind of stop the horse and then kind of start directing it and trying to get wiggled around and get through and do a turn down that. And I, as I get my the horse situated the right way, I kind of do... I found the vase! You walk, uh, taking the horse towards it, you can see there's a small uh, gnome. She's... Uh, dressed in fine clothes, but the, you can see there's holes in uh, parts of the bottom of the dress, and the her hair is while put up. There's like loose strands that hang in front of her face. She's got like dirt on on her cheeks. She's done her best, given the situation, to put on a face of uh, of dressing dressing the part. So, oh. Uh, Good, good sir. Uh, welcome to Mace's Vase's place. Uh, she talking to me? Yes, yeah. I'm Lady Mace. <laughs> she realizes what I am. Um, I hop off the horse, and I'm um, really much taller than her. <clears throat> um, and I, I just kind of wink at her, and I move the ho- my horse out of the way and try to get it. And then these guys are following up. Yeah, and actually, no- there's couple of horses with gnomes on it there. It wasn't the gnome. Oh, yeah, Barry gnome. was on it. Right? Yeah, and so, like, you hop off, and she sees Barry on the horse. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Barry? <laughs> Mace, it's good to see you. <laughs> but I thought, and she says, but I thought you were, I thought you were leaving. And uh, Barry says, it was a very, it's a very long story. Listen, we need to get these people inside the city. Are, are you able to get people inside? And Mace takes her hand and scratches at her chin. I, 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 I fulfill orders every day. They could make deliveries in the city for me and just not come back out. <laughs> it would be hard to get them back in, but I can give them deliveries and they would be able to get into the city. But what, what are you doing back? And he, like, he, asks, he asks to be yeah. like, held down. <laughs> Mace, I'll tell you all about it, but I really need some wine. So, do you mind if we... I brought the family. Oh, my! And she, like, turns and sees, like, you all and the other two, three... The other three horses that are now, like, taking up a substantial amount of real estate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, people are walking around, milling about, and, and when I say people, of course, I mean, like off race everyone everybody everybody is walking by and like looking up and and checking you guys out um it's not that you it's just the sheer amount of horses oh, in one spot it's yeah, a little it's weird thing. yep um and uh the blind gnome is like staring off in another direction mace it's good to see you 
<laughs> and like goes to point finger guns at her, but it's, it's like, like way off. You're killing it with these blind jokes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and I'd, uh, I'd take a jug of that wine. I haven't had wine in quite a while. Well, yes. Uh, I'll try to. It'll be a tight squeeze, but uh, please make yourselves at home. Come inside. Um, uh, Terry, and she turns and shouts inside of the. Terry. <laughs> shouts Terry's in, a Terry gnome. Green. Shouts a, inside of the uh, tent, and a uh, human uh, comes out, oh. and he says, uh, "Yes, my lady." Uh, take these horses to the stable and make sure that they know that they're uh, that they're paid for by me. And uh, Terry bows and says, uh, "Right away, my lady." And he goes up and helps each of you down from the horse and collects the reins and begins walking them um, out in a direction you have no idea where. And uh, she brings you all inside. And yeah, I. She, we can sort of do like a quick info dump. Like she asks, "Oh, what what happened?" Sure. Blah. Uh, she says, "Well, I have several orders uh, for uh, flowers into the city uh, due today. I, I could send the parcels with you all, and that would with this letter of writ. Uh, I'm an official. I'm a recognized merchant here. They should let you in without trouble." Why are you all outside? Oh, um, with everything that's happening in Alal, there's a lot of, uh, people leaving, and there's just a lot of folks that don't want to live inland anymore are moving out this way, and it's just causing all kinds of problems. The, the, uh, the Baron said to restrict entrance into the city to first however many in the morning, and they're not letting one, anyone else in now. Why are they restricting how many people go into the city? They're trying to control the population and trying not to let too many into the city at once. Too many that aren't them. It's obvious. What's that supposed to mean? It means too humans first. Years. Listen, uh, I don't mean to be too forward, but uh, where is it, did you say you were from? The north. Right. Um, well, listen, I uh, could cook up a stew for you this evening and send you, send you out with the parcels after dinner to make the evening deliveries. Is that agreeable? Do you know of a mercantile that sells clothing that... Could be supply me with something to wear that some concealment. <laughs> She's like been staring at your crotch. It's <laughs> magnificent. <laughs> yeah, I um, yes, I I know several uh, tailors that and and uh, clothes smiths that work outside the gates. If, Do you know um, Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Everyone knows who Taylor Swift is. I've worked with him personally. What? Yeah. yeah. You met Taylor Swift? Oh, he touched my body. Wow. Oh, yeah. 
you know, I, ever since I was, I would love garments made by Taylor Swift. I, um, might still have some. <laughs> and like, I, I root around and you, do you I, have I still have the, the shredded green <laughs> pants. And I, I pull them out of my pack and I just hand them over. They're like way too wide. Yeah, they're dirty. They're a little <laughs> singed now. Um, th- thank you. You're very welcome. Now, uh, how about that stew? Right. Uh, and I don't mean to rush you off. If you're interested, I could put you up here for the evening. You must be tired from travel. I, I could at least let you stay on the floor this evening, and you could even make deliveries tomorrow. It's no, There's no rush. I think we should go into the city tonight. Whatever you would like is I can accommodate. Yeah, the less time we spend here, the better. Right. Uh, great. Um, I'll show you the, the the place to get clothes. Anything else? <laughs> is there um, a guild presence in the city, or is it only royal knights? There's a a small guild hall in jury proper. Yes. All right. Thank you very much for all your help. You're welcome. Um, Thank you for saving them and helping them. Barry's... Barry is quite brave. Yes, he is. Thank you. With that, I think the uh, scene fades uh, fades to black, and it says a few hours later, and it's getting to be like mid-afternoon and you all um we see like from uh like a outside of the like a not a bird's eye view but like looking from above at kind of a isometric angle we see you all carrying uh parcels of uh flowers you uh approach the gates the gates are packed with people there's tons of people milling about everywhere selling things um and there is just a wall of guards in blue, uh, blue and black uh, plate with full helms and halberds standing. Um, and there is uh, a man in an open-faced helm in blue and black uh, plate who uh, takes a letter of writ from one of you, looks it over. Um, and we just hear, like, as the, the audience just hears the sound of a crowd, just this kind of churning a uh, roiling sound of people talking. You can't make out individual words. And we see him, like, look at the note. He says a few things to you that the audience doesn't hear. You say a few things back. He closes up the letter, hands it back to you, and points to two of the guards to step aside. And two, and they're not guards. I guess they're, they're soldiers. Two of the soldiers step aside and give you entry to the town of Jury. And I think that is where we will close out Episode six. Close it. We're we gonna close it out. We went a little longer today, but I think it was, I think it was worth it. It was really good. It was a really good episode. So we'll go around the horn really quick and and uh, check in on see what people have happening. What's going on? Uh, Charity or now? Yeah, um... Really. I feel your roles were not great, but your role playing <laughs> was excellent. So you. you should feel very good about that. That makes me feel good. I'm like mentally 
tired yeah. after that. There's a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot there's of, a lot of roles, stuff. a lot of heavy shit happened yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Moving on to a new city, different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cray. Uh, what do you have going on in your life? Anything you want to plug? Any... Any... Uh... I don't have anything coming up. Okay. As of right now. It's fine. Yeah. It's kind of nice, actually, to not... Yeah. Have anything to fucking do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's cool. But uh, I'm sure some shit will come up. Awesome. Well, check out... Cool. Uh, uh, and Charity, after today, is going to be in charge of the Des Moines and Dragons Twitter. Because Oop. I Oop. don't Oop. like Oop. Twitter. I don't use it well. So someone who does should. I fucking love Twitter. Twitter, sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Twitter, if you're listening. Twitter. You can email me at contact at DesMoinesAndDragons.com. Mm-hmm. And... We will take all your money. I want a verified checkmark Twitter, please. Someday. Get there. Cool. Thank you, Ornella. You're welcome. Tim Overton. Yeah. Overton. Um, what you got going on, my man? You can catch Chowdown every third Saturday of the month at the basement of the Des Moines Social Club. We had our show last night, and it was lots of fun. Woo-hoo. Um, you can see us coming up at Floodwater Festival in Iowa City. That's so um, exciting. Last weekend of February, first weekend of March mm-hmm. cool. sometime. And we also have a date and a new venue coming up in March with Mistress Brewing Company. You can check us out in Ankeny in the near future. Two, it's uh, Tuesday, March 12th. March 12th. So that, like, three weeks is going to be Floodwater, Gary Con. Mistress, Mistress Brewing. Brewing. The weekend after that will be Chow Down in March. And then Chow Down. So yeah. we're yeah. going to be exhausted. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. That'll be fun. We're be chowing it down. <laughs> um, Harbeck, great, great roles today. Ah, yeah. thanks. Yeah. You, oh. you did freaking really cool shit today. nailed them. Some of those crits were really handy. That was nice. That could have changed a lot of yeah. uh, if he had gotten away. Yeah. But you and vaporized like, it. Uh, with um, Orzok's or initiation initiation roles in the beginning of the fight, when all the roles were so low, that one nick of guidance was enough to be able to save his initiation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, little things like that made a big difference this game, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Real. Well, well played, Harbeck. Well played. Thank you. Uh, Jason Monroe. Yes. Uh, great sesh, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah, man. Do you have any stuff that you would like to plug? Any haps going on? No, we're kind of in a we're kind of in a space between gigs and stuff. Um, actually, some of the morning is ramping up to do some shows. I think we've got something that's going to be happening in March. Oh my goodness, and I can't remember the date, but uh, we're bringing um, a couple of label mates of ours on DHU Records through. Which is going to be really cool. Cool. Uh, that'll be at DG's name, so I'll make oh, sure. Oh yeah, I get love that. DG's. Yeah, oh, it's nice. a good venue, yeah. so I'll make sure I get that and let you guys know. Um, and then uh, we're planning some stuff for May, but right now everything is just geared towards writing new material. Sweet, so. awesome. And Orzok, uh, you slayed the shit out of the enemy today. Yeah, I man. did some slewing. You slew. Really? I kind of do slow slewing. That's my that's yeah. That's my jam. You do, like, I think mechanically speaking, uh, Ornella, by, she, you know, the roles were not in her favor today. Yeah, right. But I think typically she will be a more consistent amount of damage, and you will have big spikes of damage. Yeah, there'd be some burst damage, yeah. for sure. So that's a good, it's a good party makeup. Yep. Um, great job today. And then uh, I'm Paul Privateera, your dungeon master, and... 
soon to be after the show, I'm going to be discussing what my favorite flavors of Gatorade are. Nice. Ooh. Spoiler alert: Fierce Grape. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Gatorade grape soda and that's amazing. So uh, stay tuned for that. Not really. Uh, like Terrycon t- coming up. Yeah, like Tim said, uh, we've got Chow Down the third Saturday of the month, and in March, I'm very excited that we have get, been given the opportunity to perform at Garycon, the first night of Garycon, um, Thursday night at nine o'clock at the Swinghurst Theater uh, in uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, at I can't wait till everyone sees it because it is a beautiful resort. It's like such a fun experience. You drink Spotted Cow all day and play RPGs and hang out with cool dorks. It's <laughs> It'll be so much fun. I'm I can't so wait. Excited. I'm wearing Very my stoked. Death Saves shirt right now. Looks <laughs> uh, good. So I can't wait to see Joe Magniello and tell him that I I want him to be my dad. <laughs> Or that settle for uncle. Maybe. So Sofia yeah. Vergara would be your mom, which is totally oh, fine. Oh, I want Sofia Vergara to be my dad. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we've been done, Des Moines. We've, we've been, been done. We've been done. Bye. We've been Des Moines and Dragons. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Dun 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 dun. <laughs>